Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And this week we're checking out a superhero science fiction series on Netflix called Raising Dion. So stay tuned to the end to find out when BJ started presenting his powers. That is confidential. I will never admit to having superpowers. So you just kind of admitted it. I said I would never admit to it. Fine. So how about you break down the story of this show? Sure. So Raising Dion is a story about Dion Warren, played by Josiah Young, who lives with his mother, Nicole, played by Alicia Wainwright. She is widowed by Mark Warren, a scientist played by Michael B. Jordan. In this first episode, Dion starts to manifest supernatural abilities, and Nicole now has to keep her son's gifts secret so he doesn't get exploited, and she's juggling mothering a child on her own, navigating his abilities, figuring out where those abilities came from, and figuring out what happened to her husband. Because all is not what it seems, though what it seems is not much at all as well. She's got a lot on her plate. Mama is stressed. And we see that from the very opening of the show when she's trying to Mm -hmm. get ready in the morning. Make sure that Dion is fed, has his book bag, has his shoes on, trying to somewhat clean their apartment. She's got a lot to worry about. And this is just going to add a whole new layer to it. She did not have a good cleaning strategy. I know that there are more (laughs) content based things to talk about on the show. But early on in the episode, Dion learns of his abilities and he picks up all of his cereal and milk out of the bowl magically. And it falls onto the ground, which she discovers later that afternoon when she comes back home. And instead of wiping it, she jabs at it in a weird way, sort of just pounding the ground with a napkin. And I get that she was frustrated, but that scene, I don't know. Maybe my fellow neat freaks will understand. Not even neat freaks. Maybe my fellow people who live in in cleaner homes. I didn't get that strategy. You know, sometimes you just give up on the little things. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to clean your clothes. The bigger issue is keeping Dion alive and happy. I'll worry about the cereal on the floor tomorrow. Fair. Because in her defense, her son had run away to try to meet up with the cool kids. Because another plot point is the fact that he is younger for the class he's in at school. He is treated like an outcast. And his best friend, Esperanza, tells him that after school, because his mom is always late to pick him up anyway, he should run to the skate park really quickly and try to impress those kids. And that's how he'll get in with the cool kids at school and stop being so ostracized. That is the state of mind his mom is in as she's trying to clean as she thinks that her son has disappeared. Meanwhile, he's at a skate park. And his plan almost worked because he uses his superpowers again to do a very impossible jump that would require superpowers on a skateboard. But then his mom comes and embarrasses him and calls him out and calls him home. Also, his harness was kind of visible. For I was just surprised for a Netflix show that you could see it. <laughs> they could have edited it a little bit better. And the fact that they did slow motion meant that you just see him in that position where his shoulders are clearly a little raised up because he, they're hiding the harness and it drags out. Yes. So that was a little distracting in terms of the actual supernatural, unbelievable, fantastical jump he was performing. So beyond the 
literal set. How did you feel about the actors on the show? They did a good job with their roles, particularly the actors playing Nicole and Dion. I like that mother-son dynamic that they have going on. We've talked about how Nicole's character is very exhausted with all that she's worrying about and trying to take care of. And through that exhaustion, she's still portraying a loving character who just wants the best for her son, you know. Even without her explicitly giving details, you can tell she's just an exhausted woman trying her best and just has a little too much on her plate. Initially, my reaction was that I don't know if it's the acting or the writing, but everyone felt a little one note. But this is the pilot episode, so we're introducing who these people are. I thought the mom would just be frenzied. I thought Dion would just be an adorable little nerd. Same with his best friend. And then her sister and her best friends that she meets up with during the episode are just sassy. And then Dion's godfather, played by Jason Ritter, Pat, was also almost one note in that he's just Dion's buddy. Although I love me some Jason Ritter. But I think the saving grace of the show is the chemistry between the characters. Like you said, I really felt the relationship between Dion and Nicole. I rooted for them. And I felt the relationship between her and her friends when they were pointing out the fact that Dion went to an all-white school. They were joking with her, but that joking clearly felt like out of a place of concern. You know, does he feel welcomed? Does he feel safe? And same with her sister. Her sister, Kat, played by Jasmine Simon, who is a fabulous, fabulous actress. She was in Psych the Movie. She's Dooley Hill's wife as well and was on Ballers. You could say she's one note because she's just intense sister looking out for her sister who is unraveling. But again, you really felt the love there. Everyone wants better for everyone. Yeah, I think that's the strength of the cast. You can tell how much they care and that comes through the simple personalities that they've been given in this first episode. But BJ, you're the comic book Marvel person. Sure. Is that typical of adaptations or is that typical of comic books where this one is the funny one, this one is the villain, this is the hero? I don't want to speak broadly for all comic books. But typically, that is how characters are initially presented, just to make things easier for the readers. This is going to be our heroic one. This is going to be the worrier. This is going to be the person who's always coming up with the ideas. And then over time, they can start to develop those. So I think that's a common trope where you start off laying down a very straightforward foundation for each character's personality and then evolve from there. Okay, so maybe what turned me off in this first episode is actually just my lack of familiarity with the genre. That could be part of it, especially if the team behind this Netflix series is trying to be faithful to the comic book and the short film. I'm not familiar with how those works portray these characters, but I imagine it's probably pretty similar to the personalities we saw in this pilot. I do see the show complicating a bit with her navigating all of these different worlds. So much like our 100th episode review, Evil, this is someone who is experiencing struggles in both the supernatural and real world. So I'm excited to see how they have her balance being a single mother to Dion and he's experiencing bullying at school. These are real world issues that anyone can relate to that people experience. But then also 
these supernatural elements of what did happen to her husband. Is he dead? Was that a supernatural event? Why does Dion exhibit these powers? What even is the breadth of these powers? Yeah, I really do hope they explore more the theory behind the supernatural element. I think right now Dion's powers don't make too much sense mostly because he doesn't know how to control them. And then we also see a scene towards the end where there seems to be a more magical supernatural element unrelated to the superpowers Dion is exhibiting. Yes. So there seems to be a lot more to this world than simply Dion having special abilities. And I hope they explain that because I actually was listening to an interview recently about the developers behind Pokemon. And Mm -hmm. they were saying whenever they design Pokemon with all of their magical abilities, they actually think through very logically what kind of powers would this creature have? Why would they have those powers? And why would they work for the character? I love that. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think Dion's superpowers make sense right now. Mm -hmm. And so I do hope that they'll explain that later on. I love that. I didn't know that about Pokemon. I guess I just never thought about how they conceive of the characters. Yeah, they put a lot more thought into it than even I realized. I hope we get that logic with Dion because there's also such a breadth in his powers that are presented so far that, yeah, I'd love some specificity as to why those powers. And because he's a child... That complicates it. So if he were an adult, perhaps he could speak more clearly about why he's experiencing what he's experiencing. Mm -hmm. The thing that frustrated me about the show when he started to exhibit powers is actually the most authentic part of the show. You and I often talk about how shows featuring young children, when they're written for these roles, it's almost like an adult's lines, but just a kid is delivering it. Whereas Josiah, the actor, really exhibited the confusion a child might feel if they were able to pick up all their Fruit Loops or levitate or whatever other powers will come up that he displays. And that confusion on his part turned into frustration for me because I was just like, what is happening? That's a good point. And that is what it's like to be around children that age. You facts get frustrated. I do hope that he or maybe Nicole can fill this role, uh, gets a sidekick in the, like in the movie Shazam, also mm-hmm. dealing with younger individuals getting superpowers, and they actually took the time to test out what he could do. So I hope at some point Nicole or someone else that Nicole trusts will help Dion really explore his abilities. I wonder if that person will be Pat. Pat was Mm -hmm. Nicole's husband's best friend. He is also a scientist. He is Dion's Godfather, it seemed like Michael B. Jordan's character was up to some otherworldly things. Mm -hmm. And we don't know if that led to his death. And so maybe Pat is privy to that and could be if they choose to trust him, because also who knows if we can trust Pat. He might be a guide that they turn to for how to deal with Dion's powers or not even how to deal with them. Step one, understand them. Exactly. And we already know that Pat is a comic book nerd, so I'm sure he would be excited to actually meet someone with superpowers. Ooh, I wonder if that's foreshadowing, because when he took Dion to get pizza so Nicole could navigate, you know, wiping up the ground and taking some time to herself, he did mention to Dion when they were talking about comic books, because Dion told him he can do magic, and Pat thought he meant, you know, 
<laughs> like I can make a card disappear mm-hmm. or I'll find a quarter behind your ear or something like that. And Pat says, you know, if you we find out you can do magic, the government will the government will take you. They'll test you. We have to give you a new name, new identity. And Dion looked legitimately worried. And so Pat apologized and was like, oh, I'm just joking. Just talking about comic books. But maybe that's foreshadowing. Are they trying to say Pat is going to try to take Dion? I think it's something similar. So I think let's head into some predictions. Since we know that Pat is a scientist and that Dion's father was a scientist, I think at least Dion's father knew about these powers or knew that they would manifest at some point in the future. Yeah. And Pat probably has some connection to that. Maybe not directly Dion. Maybe he works for some organization and he had no idea that Dion was part of an experiment or something. But I think he's definitely going to be the key to a greater conspiracy. And I don't trust Pat. I've convinced myself in this last couple of minutes that we've been talking about this. I don't trust Pat. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't trust him. Oh, I thought he would be an ally. I feel like he'll be complicated. As soon as you introduce a character that knows a little bit more information than the rest, you get into why are they potentially withholding, what's happening. The closest comparison I can think of is the <laughs> only other superhero thing I watch, which is Black Lightning. And his advisor person knew a little bit more than he was letting on about why Black Lightning has his powers. That's a show on CW. And so he's complicated. He is mostly good, but was in with the bad guys. And I could see Pat being complicated like that, too. Oh, so you might be conflicted caring about Dion and Nicole, but having ties to some other group that wants to work against Dion. Or even his own selfish pursuits. Oh. It felt like what what Mark Warren was working on, Michael B. Jordan's character, was a personal project, a personal endeavor. Or it wouldn't have been in the flashback. It wouldn't have been in their backyard. It would have been in a lab, right? You know, I don't know what his budget constraints were at work. BJ, you're a scientist. How many projects have you brought home to your living room? Zero. Okay, so case closed. (laughs) So I just think that was probably a personal endeavor. And maybe Pat knew about it. Maybe he's a little jealous. Who knows? I'm putting a lot on Pat, but my trust in him has been dwindling over the last three minutes. Clearly, (laughs) it's continuing to drop. Next thing you know, Pat's going to kidnap Dion and do experiments. Ooh, okay. Pat's going to try to kidnap Dion. I know that that's going to be something. Oh, and get, maybe he wants to somehow extract whatever Dion has so he can have powers for himself. Or Pat has started something on his own that Dion's powers are the only thing that can like fix it. Oh, Dion's the solution to some problem. Mm-hmm. Or he has to trade Dion because he's in trouble. Let's go to Netflix and write the rest of this show. We'll be like, season two is going to be out. What if Me Too and BJ took over the plot? We'll do our own Bandersnatch, but interesting. And it's just one choice. After episode one, it's whose plot do you want? Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to talk a little bit about the differences between the initial trailer and some of the later trailers? Oh, yeah. There was some controversy when people saw the trailer for the iteration of this show that we're familiar with now on Netflix because the initial interest trailer that got people really excited about the show featured a very different looking single mom and child. And it looks like 
for raising Dion to hit Netflix, there was some some cast switcheroos. And so initially it was a woman who very much looked like a mom. She looked to be in her 30s. She was darker skinned and her son was also darker skinned. And that is the trailer that initially blew up the internet that people were excited about and hoping it would land somewhere so we could get the show Raising Dion. And then when Netflix put out those images of Michael B. Jordan with the cast, we saw a young light-skinned woman and a light-skinned child. So I know that I know that people were upset about that. That's a pretty big change. And I'm wondering if there is an unaired pilot or if that transition happened pretty early in production. I get how perhaps it's difficult to have the same people from that interest pilot a long time ago be the Raising Dion we see on Netflix now. Mm -hmm. I get how maybe the kid aged out, maybe that woman isn't available, or maybe Mm -hmm. she is not a strong enough actress for this show, Mm -hmm. you know? If you can do something for two minutes, it doesn't mean you can do it for hours of content. But it is a little trifling that the central thing that people were excited about was this was they looked like a beautiful brown skin single mom leading her family. And that is not what we got. I wonder if the people in the room just didn't think about that as an extra draw when the initial excitement around raising Dion blew up on the internet from that concept trailer. Yeah, so maybe more of the controversy is not that they recast Dion and Nicole, but they chose to change up their look as well with the new cast. I also am veering away from the idea that it was necessarily malicious. I don't think that makes it, you should just be responsible with who you have in the room so that those considerations can be made. It definitely feels like this wasn't intentionally trying to change colors. I know that Alicia Wainwright is pretty popular with teenagers, a lot of people in the YA field because of her work on Freeform with Shadowhunters. So picking her is also just another way to draw people. And she's fabulous in the role. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was any malintent. Yeah, they just had an opportunity to do something and made some different choices instead. And I think there was a bit of ignorance. So for final predictions, we already ran down everything we think Pat is going to do. I don't trust Pat. Where do you see it going for specifically Nicole and Dion? And do you think this type of premise and this cast has potential for a second season? I'm sure they'll get a second season because of the strength of Michael B. Jordan and the excitement around the show, I would be surprised if people didn't watch it to the extent that it didn't get picked up. The value add for me, which you pointed out and has been sticking in my brain since you said it, is that he doesn't just have superhero abilities. We're seeing some potential paranormal or supernatural or magical stuff happening with him as well. I am excited to see how they explore that in this first season and where it goes next. Yeah, it seems right now the directions that Dion's powers can go in are pretty limitless. That leaves open a lot of storylines. So I can definitely see this going into a second season. I do wonder how long they're going to play out the learning about his superpower storyline and Nicole's concern as a storyline. 
storyline. But I think they could go in some fun directions while giving us more information and then bringing in some new elements, new threats, maybe finding a way to incorporate Michael B. Jordan's character from recurring to main cast. There's there's a lot of options. When I said that, I saw the show getting a second season. I don't mean I necessarily want it to get a second (laughs) season or think it needs one. I just think it will. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I think they'll, of course, take advantage of that. I don't know how sustainable all of this is. True. When I found out it was based on a short film, that's when I felt like one season is all you would need to adapt that type of story. But then maybe they're going to do something original, maybe even in the later half of this first season. Okay, me too. Let's head into our ratings for Raising Dion. What would you give it? I would give Raising Dion would watch during travel. I'm not interested enough after watching this pilot episode to immediately click the next one, as is the habit on Netflix, to see how it all turns out. But I would definitely download some episodes during some travel and knock them out because I think it's interesting enough that I want to see what happens, but I don't think I could fully recommend to our listeners to binge it. They're long episodes, and I just don't think it was gripping enough that I want to immediately see what's coming next. But I am intrigued. I think I'm in a similar boat. I would also say would watch again while traveling. I have a couple trips coming up this fall, so I'll be on a plane or train for a little bit. And I think that would be a great time to download some episodes and then see what happens to Dion and Nicole. Learn more about Dion's powers. But I'm in no rush to get there. And that's because I don't binge shows in general. And this one isn't going to convince me to start binging. But I do think there's a lot of interesting directions this story can go and I'd like to see what happens if anything just to find out if our Pat conspiracies come true yes because I don't trust Pat and what would you say for our comic book superhero obsessed listeners would you still recommend the same yeah definitely watch the first episode it'll feed that interest for all our superhero fans. And then you really need to decide, does it have enough of the superhero elements to keep you going? Because this isn't a CW superhero show, crime fighting each week. Um, It's exploring more of the people and the interaction and really that mother-son bond plus superhero powers. So I think you really need to gauge it, but definitely give the pilot a shot. It's worth watching. Well, Beach, where can people find other episodes of The Pilot Podcast? They can head to our website at thepilotpodcast.com, and they can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. It helps others discover us. And consider supporting us at patreon.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get access to exclusive episodes, AMAs, polls, and merch. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send thoughts, feelings, your magical abilities, videos, please, to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you to Ronnie for editing this episode. You can procure Ronnie's podcast editing services at bristolpodworks.com. The link will be in our show notes. Thanks for listening. Bye.